Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. After facing pushback from the state over its failure to adopt a social studies curriculum, the Temecula Valley Unified School Board reversed course late Friday night, approving instructional materials that meet state standards. At issue were textbooks that mention gay rights activist Harvey Milk. At least two board members made the baseless claim that Milk was a pedophile. But after the state threatened to fine the Riverside County District more than a million dollars, the board voted unanimously to approve the textbook, just in time for the start of school. Board President Joseph Komrowski, who had been against the curriculum, said the threats from Governor Newsom were not part of his decision. I was voted in as a trustee. Now I'm a board member. I will make my decisions. I don't care what you do at the state level. I'm glad you're concerned about districts, and I'm glad you're concerned about education. All I'm saying is it had nothing to do with Governor Newsom. Our kids need an education. They need curriculum. They need it. We have to provide it. In a statement, Newsom said, fortunately, now students will receive the basic materials needed to learn. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. Much of California continues to buckle under a sweltering heat wave with no end in sight. But the state's epic snowpack isn't going anywhere just yet. KVPR's Joshua Yeager brings us the latest on the slow Sierra Nevada snowmelt. If you can stomach Yosemite National Park's bumper-to-bumper traffic, you'll be greeted with as much as five feet of snow at its eastern entrance. It's just one symptom of the state's very unusual water year. 
David Rosardo is a hydrology manager with the state's Department of Water Resources. There's still quite a bit of snow for this time of the year, uh, especially in the central and southern Sierra Nevada. Despite the snow and heat, he says there's little chance of flooding. The snowpack is much smaller than it was a few months ago at its peak. They sort of run out of fuel to really drive the much, much higher inflows to the reservoirs. Officials say the real danger is in the state's fast-moving rivers and creeks, where even strong swimmers can get swept away. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager in Bakersfield. July, the height of summer, is supposed to be the good times for fishermen. There's an absence on the docks in San Francisco. There's an absence in our markets because there's no fish in the ocean. Why are there no fish in the ocean this year? Because there's no fish in the river. That's Sarah Bates, who fishes commercially out of San Francisco. But this year, there's no fresh locally caught salmon. The season was closed. So few adult fish are now in the ocean off the California coast, fisheries managers decided they all were needed to return to their natal streams and spawn. KQED science reporter Danielle Venton recently published an investigation into the causes for the season's closure and joins me now. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Mari. So what did you find? Well, I found that these fish have really been dealt what you can think of as a one, two, three punch. Specifically, one, we have had more than a century of building dams and roads that have cut fish off from habitat. That's part of this long-term decline that we've seen. More recently, climate change-fueled droughts have accelerated, and that has prompted rules about how much water fish should have access to and what temperature it should be to be waived for multiple years. And we are also seeing that in this year, the third factor, that there have been years of little to no regulatory action on protecting river health in the Bay and Delta. So are you saying that this was inevitable? Well, that is certainly how state officials have painted it. However, I spoke with a broad coalition of tribal nations, fishermen's associations, environmental justice groups, and conservation groups, and they say, no, what this shows is that we didn't learn from the last time that a closure was necessary, that this closure is a result of state policies, which they say have been inadequate for decades, and that has also gotten worse under the current Newsom administration. Recently, this coalition held a rally on the steps of the state capitol. And here's how John Rosenfield defined the problem. He's a senior scientist with San Francisco Baykeeper. So while Governor Newsom and major water diverters like to blame the demise of rivers and fish on droughts wrought by nature, the truth is that our water problems are caused by unsustainable water diversions. So Rosenfield really points to poor oversight and a willingness of the state government to waive environmental regulations as key reasons for this season's closure. And what has the closure of the season meant for communities that rely on it? Closure has meant hundreds of millions of dollars in lost revenue. It's been really hard for coastal towns. But declining salmon numbers hit tribal communities the hardest. For many nations, these fish are integral to their beliefs, their diets, their rituals. One of the speakers at the rally that I mentioned was Jason Jackson-Reed, and he's a member of the Hoopa Valley tribe. Here's how he put it. Our social well-being and our physical, our cultural, our spiritual well-being, it all runs parallel to the salmon. And if the salmon aren't doing good, we're not doing good. So what are tribes asking for then? 
Well, they want to be at the table when decisions are being made. They say the state is cutting them out of that process. In fact, some tribes and groups in the Delta and along the Sacramento River feel so neglected by the state and feel that water conditions have gotten so bad that it's a violation of their civil rights. Um, So they're petitioning the Environmental Protection Agency to step in and enforce the Clean Water Act. Last I heard, the EPA was engaging with tribes and trying to determine exactly where their authority lies in this matter. Thank you, Danielle. That was KQED science reporter Danielle Venton. You can read her full piece, What Happened to California's Salmon Season This Year, online at kqed.org science. And I'll also tweet out the link this morning. And that's the California Report for Monday, July 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!